Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Sachmo, once again, welcoming you and we are now live on Community Connect here on OCRFM 88.3 and 88.7 FM along the coast. And we are streaming live at all the W's ocrfm.org.au and we will be podcasting this program and well, we'll be doing that as soon as we possibly can. Firstly, though, I'd like to pay respect to and acknowledge the Gulijan people who are the custodians of the land we're on today, as well as to the Gadabanud who are along the coast. I'd also like to pay my respect to their elders past, present and emerging. And Eddie's here sitting and we're live today, Edwina. And what about me? No, are you just sitting you sit back there until you get introduced? Good morning, everyone. And And, uh, I thought Michael was making us Devonshire tea. Yeah, he wasn't. He's (laughs) getting himself organised. I'm not sure where Michael is at the moment. We'll find out from him shortly. Debbie and uh, Phil aren't here yet, so I'll give them a thank you when they do arrive. But they filled in beautifully for me last week. And they also had Wayne in here. And Wayne's coming off the street again now. And But I need to let you know, though, is once again, we're going to be talking about suicide. It's prevention, really. Uh, we want to prevent suicide because we know that it's a massive problem. But we're going to be talking to the issues surrounding that and a lot of other stuff. So we'll be giving out helplines and a lot of numbers during the course of the program. And we'd like you to have your pens and pencils ready. They'll also be being posted on the podcast. As I said, we'll be getting up in the not-too-distant future. So in the studio, Wayne, who jumps in all the time, is here. Wayne Cahill. I don't even know how to pronounce your surname. Yeah. Is it Cahill? Or? Well, it's whatever you want to be, Cahill. mate. Yeah. And, and uh, of his own admission, listening to him last week, he's uh, been involved with AANNA. Absolutely. And uh, they're friends of ours here on the radio. So we'll be giving out the AA number and um, their, what they do in Colac here. And also, we've been we talked Maryborough not that long ago, but they've got a, an NA, uh, and we had NA on as well in uh, in the area we've been promoting. So, these are all issues that uh, are talked about, and they do relate to what goes on with suicide because some of it, and I was part of it way way back. Of uh, it's a slow suicide when you get caught with a grip of the grog. So you're dead. Is that what you're no, telling me? No, you get caught. No, oh, it's sorry. Then if you if you don't get off it. But anyway, so we're here to talk mainly about Marinda play, and I want to ask you once again, we've got Michael here, who is the actual author of the play. It, it really is a network of growing people. Uh, my newest friend, uh, Andrew Beale, uh, the, the farmer and artistic director, he's, uh, he's quite an amazing dude, and uh, you too. And so, yeah, it's, it's really a lovely thing. It's, I think... Uh, it's an example that if you uh, that tragedy doesn't always mean the end. You know what I mean? If if you uh, if you sort of uh, use it, it, it can actually blossom into something that uh, works. And even so, I suppose it's through adversity. There is some good can come out of it. What is it? The, the main thrust of it? We've seen a lot of reviews and that on YouTube, Michael. How has it gone as far as the reception from the well, the audience, I suppose, and and is the well, what has what the audience been like in itself? Well, the most remarkable thing with the audience is how uplifted they feel. That's what we hear all the time. They come out. Uh, some of them are very nervous because they know what it's about, so they think, "Oh my God, it's going to be really heavy and dark and make me depressed." 
but instead it leaves them totally uplifted. And the most remarkable thing is we've had people come back up to four times now and paid to see it again and again in different venues. But they, it really resonates with them. And I think it's, uh, Andrew put it best, where it sort of just makes you want to live. It makes you want to sort of tackle things and live and, and have another crack. And I think it's as simple as that. It sort of uh, drives home the, the horror of what it would be like if you had taken your own life and wanted to come back and couldn't, how that might be far more horrible than anything that made you want to leave in the first place. So it's that simple. And, uh, but yeah, look, it's the, the actors get better and better with every performance. I watched the audience just hooked. And, uh, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's lovely. It's, uh, I'm really blessed to be a part of it. And it has, has it been the same cast all the way through, Michael? Uh, no, we've, we've been to a few uh, of the young guys as they, they move on to different projects. And uh, we've, uh, we originally started with four men. Um, but uh, now we have one of the characters played by a woman. I wonder who that, that is. Yeah, that's uh, Rohana Hayes. Rohana, <laughs> we had a chat with you with, uh, prior to Christmas as yes, a bit of an yes. opener for this, and um, yeah, it was wonderful to meet her. But why introduce a woman? Uh, because that's actually the ratio. It's a, like one woman to three men is the suicide ratio. And uh, I think one of the most profound things too is like, especially when I come to say Corowa or some of these other country towns, how uh, how bad the problem is. Like in the city, when we put it on, everybody knows at least one person who's taken their own life. But when we go into the country, on average, it's three. And people go, yeah, they know this person, this person. Maybe they're more interconnected. I don't know. But it's, it's, I know the fires are on. I know there's always the, the new coronavirus and everything's going on. But this is a, a non-going problem. We're losing 42, 42 men a week. Uh, and those numbers add up very, very quickly. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's... That's where it is. I, I just seem to have written something and I'm working with a group that a lot of people say uh, can do a lot of good. And so we're just rolling with it. G'day, Michael. It's Wayne. We spoke a couple of weeks ago. Yes. How are you, mate? I'm good. Yourself? Yeah, terrific. Um, so we've got 800,000 people that kill themselves every year. That's worldwide, though, Wayne. That is yeah. global. Yeah. And um, it's increased 30% since 2000. Mm -hmm. That's astonishing. I know, I know. And we've got, we've got to plant something in their brains that help them. Uh, we need to make open a discussion that, you know, can lead to seeds of hope. Well, well the other interesting thing, too, is uh, it's not just stopping the people leaving... But every time someone leaves, it's the devastation they leave in their wake. Absolutely. You know? And that's, that's it. I mean, they're just... Yeah, I think it's about 125 people get affected by one suicide on average. So this is what you're saving. You're trying to stop that sort of carnage. And we're literally uh, we're in some sort of war that we don't talk about. We are. You know, if we were losing 40... Like, 
the whole world is shutting down because 100 people have died of the coronavirus, yet we lose 100 people every two weeks and we do nothing. I mean, not that we do nothing, but, you know, uh, but it's certainly just seen as, oh, well, what can you do? Absolutely. Um, On MASH, their uh, uh, little background music was Suicide is Painless, and it's not painless. The people that are left behind, it destroys their lives. I I think it's the pain that causes people uh, to complete suicide. And I think we need to talk about our pain. Mm, Yes. And, and, and also, there's, I think it comes down... Look, it's, it's all so individual. It really is an individual thing to what people do it. But there's a lot of purpose. A lot of people feel like they have no purpose. They're just uh, going through the days. It's, um, life is getting tougher, and there's, there's, uh, there's no ifs or buts about that. There's a, there's a woman uh, I want to write a play about who works in my shopping centre, and she's in her 40s. Now, she does three jobs a day sometimes to survive. You know, she's shift in a nursing home. Then she's out there doing the bus redirections for the train. And then in the evening, she's working in coal. And she does this to just try to pay the bills and survive. You know, the, the great Australian dream is leaving lots of people behind. And so to say that the rising figures are not somehow connected is, is nonsense. <laughs> I think when we open the conversation with each other, and people are loath to do that, um, how how does it the play itself? Uh, you say that it's for people. It's well, I don't want to give too much away, do I? How much can I give away? No. Oh well, what what happened? What's really interesting is, um, I think the the thing that works about it is that you've got four people, and they've all taken their own lives. And they've all apparently failed, and they're stuck in this room. No, when and you say they've failed, they've, they believe they've failed in their lives. That, no, they failed in their attempt. In their and attempt. So this, this waiting room is for failed suicide attempts. So and they're this, in purgatory. Oh. Well, you don't know. It might, <laughs> oh, might okay. Purgatory might be heaven. You don't know. They don't know where they are. All they know is that their souls See. are stuck in this waiting room, yeah. and they've got it being told that they've been registered as failures and they uh they have to sort of try figure out how to get back and they're very very different people and uh, and it doesn't sound funny but because they're bored out of their brain because they're there for a long time uh they start to chat and they start to they start to talk and they start very quickly to yearn to get back and the more desperate they become to get back the more they fear that they're not going back and suddenly this brings up attention. And by the end of the play, so it never preaches, but by the end of the play, you, you see clearly that all of them have come to realise how precious and lovely their life was and how desperate they want to get back to the people who they would have hurt. And so it's, it's, it, becomes, it almost becomes a thriller as they're trying to figure out what they have to do to get out of this room. And, uh, and that's... That's basically it. It's, that's what engages and holds people. Are they dead? Are they alive? Are they going back? I won't tell you what happens, but that's what it is. But the you've whole teased thing it. Is you, about, sorry, Michael, you've teased us enough. I don't want you to tell us too much <laughs> yeah, further. Yeah, no, no, no. Because no, no, no. Wayne's sitting here. I think he might even be coming along himself. Well, let's hope he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Of course I will. The, the, one of the things to touch on too is, and I'll be giving out, as I said at the outset, I'll be giving out some numbers, um, and of course 131114, uh, with Lifeline being one of the other ones, but we've got suicide helplines and that sort of thing we'll be talking about. And one of the things that interests me is I think everyone has been touched by, and if they sit and think about it, everyone has been touched by suicide somewhere along in their life. Mm-hmm. Now, whether it be through a, a direct rello or um, whoever, but um, some of us have also, um, because of the nature of what the stuff that Edwina and I do, Michael, we've also met people who have incompleted suicide. Sorry, Ed's just moving because um, um, Debbie, uh, Debbie Manilak has just walked into the studio along with Phil. Hey, Debbie. Okay, she's not got headphones on. She's got hugs going at the moment. Um, but we've we've also met people who have had incomplete suicide. So um, uh, there goes Phil's here in the studio. His phone's gone off. Dear, oh, dear. Um, that incomplete suicide is a... Well, I suppose that's getting out of purgatory. That with numbers that we'll be giving out, it also relates to grief and the grief that goes with it, not just for those who are left behind, but for those who do wake up and um, realise that they haven't completed what they hoped had happened. And that in itself uh, creates another set of, uh, another set of grief that yeah. uh, a lot of people don't quite understand. So I can understand that going to a place such as this, that uh, how important it would be for conversations to be going on later on. Mm. Mm. Debbie has actually walked into the studio and we've got a bit bip going. Is someone trying to give you a call, are they? Either someone or they might be trying to ring into here, I'm not sure, but we've got bip bip going. And so now if Debbie would like to move... I'll just turn that microphone off so as you can move it into position, Deb. Sure, thank you. And now I'll turn it up so as you can say good day. Hi, Greg. Hi, Edwina. And hi, hi, Wayne. hi Debbie. And hi, Michael. Michael. How you going? Good. That's good. They've just arrived a little bit late, but they're, yes, in, t- they're in time. We'll get them to catch their breaths and Phil to stop his phone from doing stuff. I'll put a short track on. I hope you don't think this one's out of out of place in that it's going to be a Ben E. King track and I think you might have a guess on what it might be so we're going to have a listen to that while we take a little bit of a breather and I uh, hope that you can stay there and maybe have a cup of tea or whatever you're doing while you're, while you're sitting wherever you're sitting there Michael yeah sure alright so we'll have a break with Wayne Debbie's now in the studio and Edwina yeah. what's the weather like outside there Deb it's beautiful it's warm is that why you stayed out you've been out there no it doesn't run away you've been out there sunbathing or something or other no. We're going to have a little bit of a listen to this track of Benny King's Where You Are on 98.7 Colac and 88.3, sorry, 98.3 in Colac and 88.7 FM down the coast where you're on Community Connect with Edwina and Greg. We've got Wayne, I still don't know, is it Carl or Cahill? Mm. Wayne, he doesn't care. We've got Wayne in here and we've got, <laughs> we now have Deborah, Debbie Manilak and uh, we'll have a listen to this song by Benny King and be back with you shortly. Yeah, that's Betty and King and uh, Stand By Me, and that's what needs to happen when uh, you, someone might ask you, 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 if you get asked, are you okay, or you ask someone, are you okay, be prepared to listen, Ed. Is that what we need to do? Always. And to people talk about stuff, and that's the best thing to do is talk about it. You're here on Community Connect, and that's what it's all about here. We're at uh, 98.3 here in Colac, and 
88.7 FM along the coast. And we now do have the quorum that was to be here at the beginning. Phil and Debbie have stopped puffing. And so I'm going to go... I'm going to go back. We've got, we've got Wayne in the uh, in the hot seat over there, and we'll ask him to just behave himself for a little oh, bit. Oh, I stopped there. And, and Michael, you're on um, on the phone there from wherever you yep, are I in am. Melbourne. That's and, correct. And I did uh, earlier on. I said I'd like to thank uh, Debbie, especially for last week taking over when. Uh, well, I wasn't quite right last week, and there are reasons That's behind right. that. <laughs> and thank you very much because uh, Phil Wayne and and Debbie did a great job talking about. Uh, the play itself and the related issues as to what we're talking about today which is basically the prevention aspect of maroon the play but a lot of other things have been going on and I understand Debbie and Phil claim to have an excuse as to why they're a little bit late (laughs) so why are you a little bit late we just had a lot of stuff happening at home at home only what about uh, there's a lot of stuff been going on at the the R tag itself well yeah and related to the play too Wayne and I, on Monday, with a team of other people, put up all of Guy May's art that we're going to have in the first exhibition. Now, that's a bit of a different thing, Michael, isn't it? Not, uh, yeah, with right. the play, that uh, this is the first time the play has actually had the, the art of Guy going along with it. Yeah, it's extraordinary. I think it's fabulous, yeah. So yeah, what are we right. to expect there now? Mm. Um, well, I think. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. It's colourful, definitely, and different, and yeah, it's exciting. So, go on, I think Michael. it's very deep, his art. Yeah. It's, it's like travelling through his soul. It's yeah. very open and raw. I, I find it quite amazing to watch it. It is. We, we mentioned, or we were talking a bit earlier on, I don't know whether you were listening on the radio, you guys. We mentioned about how the, the guy's suicide. And the impact it's had, people have started to talk. Yeah, and definitely. And so now they are talking and they've, and they've actually made friendships. Yeah. Now, you were a friend of Guy's, Debbie. Yes, yes. How does it, the emotional side of it continues long it after does. a person passes? Yeah. How has it gone putting up the artwork knowing? Yeah. It, there it, must be a very personal contact in doing it. I've cried a couple of times over it over the last few weeks and yeah, I, I really think he should be here to see his artwork on display in a gallery and um, yeah, he would just be so excited. He would just mm. be so happy, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yes, he would, yeah. Yeah. And Phil, did you have contact as well with Guy, didn't you? Yeah, I met him uh, in his shop initially, oh. sort of, and he went first started going out with Dave, like probably about 2007 and uh, to see the art on the walls it's good to see it up there but for me I found it really heavy as well because um, like his presence is there and I think we probably mentioned last mm-hmm. week he did come up to Colac and he's done some tags on OCR radio so he was only mm-hmm. in the area for a little while but you know the day that he was up here he's left a, a kind of a small mark on the area that, that's what I've yeah, found kind of interesting. Yeah, he spent a day in here yeah, doing, I, I was, doing voiceovers and stuff. I was talking to Andrew and sort of saying it would be really great if we could dedicate a small space at the gallery to just keep some of his stuff up there and maybe have some sort of permanent sort of little spot where people could maybe donate to a cause or to the, the play or something like that. Um so it's an ongoing sort of thing, but that's still up in the air. But 
that would be nice if there was something like that. But. No, I know his mum has also been full support of the whole whole thing, and you've also been in contact with her, I believe, Michael. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah her and I are really good mates now. And yeah. see, even though that's what I'm talking about, the adversity, that in, there's, there's strength in the numbers too by people being able to talk or coming out and talking about this stuff. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But can I also can I ask, with the art, is it for sale as well or is it for it display is for only? Sale. They're thinking about having a silent auction, which is oh, wow. you go in, you look at the works and you put in the bid. Mm. And so then where will the funding go? Uh, the funding will go to the family. It will. Mm. Um, I think Felicity wants to pass it on to the Wolves Theatre, but I, I'm not exactly sure what's happening there. So. Okay. Yeah, so you, you don't know about that, Michael? I'm, 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 <laughs> no, oh. Sorry, I think I might have asked. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's up to Felicity, though. Sorry, but she was considering... Yeah, some conjecture still sorry. what the best way forward right. is. And, that's all right. Yeah. Um, that's all right. We're a theatre company. We'll take fun. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And, uh, and it's, uh, but it's fun, you know, because uh, I don't know if you've heard, but the Army's getting ready to tour Maroon to all their faces. We're in I, the final talk to them. Wow. And that's uh, enormous. So, guys, what guy, uh, this play from Guy is travelling far. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's amazing how just through all of Facebook and, and friends, everyone's linking in and supporting each other, which has just been incredible. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah. It, the whole thing is, is amazing. And it just, I don't know, the only shame is that he can't see any of it. I know, I know. Yeah. I really miss him too. He would just be mm. so happy and he would be so excited, I reckon, to have all his work yeah. on display here. And, so. Yeah. With people who are contemplating suicide uh, and are in that or and or in that that pre-purgatory suppose stage, what can we say to them, or how do we how do we get our how do we get people to talk nowadays? I mean, um, Wayne, you're talking is I heard last week you made mention you go to AA, and I'll give out the de- action. We've got the details here. We've given one three one uh, one one four out. But I've also got the AA here in in uh, Colac that they meet um, Thursday St. nights. And, St Andrews Hall has it, and only goes for about half. It goes for about an hour. An hour, yeah. And um, the, the, there's a national helpline for this for AA that is one three hundred triple two triple two, and all you have to do there, I think if you give your postcode out, it tells you where the nearest AA meeting is. That's right, yes. And there's a similar setup for Narcotics Anonymous. And as was mentioned last week, a lot of people who are on that edge of, um, well, suicidal edge have got open, there's an openness about them being in a bad space. Yeah. That I, we, we should talk with them. I go to NA because... I'm trying to support. I haven't got a drug problem, but there's a lot of people that have. Um, so I go along, Harry is the head honcho, and we're doing our best, and drugs are a terrible curse. They are a yeah. But the reason, the thing behind it, and I think Ed Wiener, um, I was thinking might pop in there, is a reasoning behind why people are doing it. So when we see people going past the pale, 
and they're you know they're always coming out of the pub or they're they're looking whatever. We do really need to say g'day, how are you? And are you okay? Absolutely. And to open up that conversation and not be scared to ask Mm. about it. Mm. I go back a long time at why Greg started radio and he started with AA and NA and he was going to do that, AA, NA, every week. And I said, you can't continue doing that. You have to ask yourself, why is the person drinking or taking drugs? What's going on? You know, um, many people are trying to self-soothe. So it's finding out the reason behind it or whatever. It actually yeah. goes back to the genesis and it's probably a program in itself for someone to, to talk with me about it as to why this program came about. It originated in Geelong as Roads to Recovery. And I think NA has actually got a... Uh, their motto is Road to Recovery. That's um, and mm-hmm. I was unaware of that when I named the program way back, but it was named because two of them are very good friends. Um, one was AA, he's, he passed away with cancer about the same time I had it, and the other one stopped burning down houses sometimes before it with his, his narcotics problem where he didn't even know what sort of mixture he was having, which is wow. probably which is the way things go. But did, he, he actually managed to get into the Richmond Air Base uh, up, in, um, up north, uh, and he was asked by, you know, how did he get there? His cigarette lighter had told him, that given him the directions, and he was only wanting to to hire a, or hijack a plane to go to Paris. Because oh. he thought that's where his wife was, so he was in a pretty yeah, bad state. So that was the genesis of the program because at the time, I was on a slow track. I was doing abusing alcohol myself, so I won't go any further into that. But knowing and where I've been, uh, I know people who, or too many people who have suicided, whether it's been indirect or accidental, as uh, what happens with a lot of people who do uh, play with fire, as I'll call it, um, but also because uh, they've overdosed and been left because their mates have been too scared to ring the police. Mm. Uh, yeah, I call we, it dancing with the devil, mate. Yep, yeah, so it's a matter of. We need to be able to learn to, to talk or find out about our services. As I say, we'll be giving our numbers uh, through the course of the day now and also in the podcast. But it's all important that you be doing the same sort of thing at the play, are you, Michael? Uh, yeah, yeah. And will there be support there in case? We know that it's created, a, or you've, we've told, or you've told us about how it creates a lot of positive conversation. Mm. But for those who, I think uh, Andrew is probably the one who will be organising that. I, I uh, it's hard to organise that from here. Well, but, actually, uh, at, at every uh, at every performance, there there has been people there. Remarkably, today, no one's walked out. No one's ever needed it. Well, there, we, there are people there at every performance. Yeah, we'll make sure there is. Because Debbie, well, Debbie's a secretary and the curator of our tag, so. <laughs> I think I've sort of put her on the spot there, but it's yeah, the same sort of thing when we contact someone. Yeah, when we go to, um, I'm not sure who we'll go to, and I might be able to assist you with that. But to have someone, that would like, be awesome. when yeah. we have when we have uh, events on sexual abuse and uh, family violence and that sort of thing, we usually are able to get someone from um, well, from CASA or sexual assault and family violence. Yeah. Um, through your contacts, Wayne. Yep. You might be able to get, and we can talk to JFK or 
people who we know. Uh, AA has this thing that they don't like to publicise. Uh, it's sort of a... If people want to yep. come in, they can walk through the door. But they don't like to... Well, what am I trying to find? They, they, they want to try and maintain their anonymity. And that's I've, right. And see, I've poo-pooed that over 16 years of broadcasting on community radio to the point where we've had AA and NA in the studios and they talk. We'll, they talk anon- anonymously. They don't give their names and they'll talk as someone else. Yeah. Um, and I know most of them, so I've got to be very careful that I don't <laughs> use, their wrong, use the right oh, name and that I use the wrong Because yeah, that's the, the way of my life has been, Michael. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> so, well, it's funny to a certain extent, but you know, people want to write my book, but I'm too scared to tell it. <laughs> but there, you know, so we digress. But anyway, the, the, the being able to get the support there, I think it is a, an important thing, just in case. Yeah, you never definitely. Know. But another thing, the fact that it excites the conversation, Mm. Um, might bring someone out to be able to just pop into a meeting. Absolutely. So we'll also... Start the conversation. Keep the conversation going. The other interesting thing is that uh, the Army's top psychologist flew down from Canberra to see the play the other night. And uh, when we were in the Palace Hotel, he met me the next morning and and he said uh, he thought the play was basically revolutionary in how it deals with it. Because he said he's never seen anything that deals with suicide where the audience is so engaged, it's enjoyable, like entertaining, like, you know, it's it's actually not heavy. Uh, When it does get heavy, it brings it out again by going to a lighter moment. And he he said how it just makes you feel. And he said after the play, you just cannot stop thinking about it. And he'd been thinking about all the things brought up. Mm. And so he was quite amazing. So, and... uh, so he was basically it. If he'd said no, then the army wouldn't be touring it. But instead, he was just mad for it. Yeah. So, yeah. That's fantastic. Thing. That's really Thanks, good. Debbie. Yeah, congratulations. That's mm. really good. Yeah. It's good so feedback, and it's a really huge tick for the play, isn't it? Mm. And, yeah. uh, Absolutely. Here's another one I can throw in. <laughs> People are learning a little bit about me. Um I haven't got D. I'm on uh, Department of Veteran Affairs because I was National Service. So I was aware, and it's one of the things that we've been talking about for a number of years now, is about the uh, duty of care that businesses have and um, ADF or the Department of Defence and all that, they have duty of care themselves in that you can train someone to be a killer, but you've got to then deorganize them or disorganize them reorient them when they get back out and make sure you've got all that that briefing going on because there's a high rate of suicide there are more more people from the viet or more viet vets have suicide than there were 521 killed during the american war there in vietnam i had three f- friends that um committed suicide after they come back from vietnam Yep. See, so in a way, if you know if you know people who have like veterans, um, you can be sensitive. A lot of people are uh, like those who have got sexual abuse. It's like gaydar people, and that is a term that is now usable. Gay people can recognise gay people. They call it gaydar. I think a lot of people who have been abused, especially women, and there's such a high percentage of them, they can recognise in themselves when they talk with people. 
they recognise quite quickly about whether there's been abuse. You, you, you'd say that, Ed, yeah, through our experiences. Definitely. We're actually going to... Another thing about what we do is we're going to a meeting tonight where we're with a bloke by the call, uh, Kevin Dillon, Father Kevin Dillon, who's pretty well known for his standing up against the way the church, especially the one he's in, the Catholics, uh, are not, um, well, showing their due, due diligence in uh, supporting those who have been abused. Um, so we learn and we've learnt what it's like and we've met a lot of people who have been through the mill and are still going through the mill. So we also know or have a rough idea. So Yeah, I was talking to a work colleague last night and um, a friend of mine when just out of high school like got really badly bullied at work and he was suicidal and my, my dad went into bat for him and to help him and out of that instance um, I think three or four of the guys that worked there got sacked and two of them got transferred and they started it again and um, where I work part time they have a whole lot of um, tools at your disposal through their website to always talk to people always write your feelings down and give feedback and I think that's important and um, talking about duty uh, care and how uh, work is rolling these days um, some workplaces can be really cruel and harsh on people and it's good to see that some bigger organisations are taking the lead in caring about their workers and giving them a chance and I, I know that uh, they will step in if it seems like someone's having a really hard time either giving them some leave or some counselling um, through their options that they've got. So yeah, I'm lucky enough <coughs> to work part-time for an organisation that does that and yeah, you know, that's that's something that's um, can get out of control too, like bullying in the workplace can, you know, the person that's doing it might think it's innocuous or whatever, but that might be the straw that breaks the camel's back for someone too, things like yep. that as well. Sensitive. We need to be a bit more sensitive. But we also Definitely. know... we also nicer. Know a bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, the music was left up to me today because I asked Michael what sort of music and I told him that I might put on something really um, uh, off the off the rails, but I've, I've decided on some really good stuff for you, Michael. Ah, cool. And because we are going to be giving out some helplines, I'm going to give out the men's line because I think that predominantly it's blokes who are completing suicide, um, which is what we're here talking about. We're wanting to prevent suicide here on OCR FM 98.3 here in Colnick and 88.7 FM along the coast. I'll give men's line out. It's 1300 789 978. And uh, we've got Wayne sitting here quietly. He's been pondering things at the moment. We'll have to ask him why he's looking like the, the thinker out of Rodan. Don't say anything just yet. I might ask you later. And Debbie? What is it like? Um, I was talking on chat with Felicity last night. And, and she, Felicity being Guy's mum. Felicity being Guy's mum, yes. And she emailed me um, some excerpts from some of Guy's diaries that she's typed out. I could read some of his diary, like just a couple of short little bits from the excerpts from his diary. That'd like. be fabulous. Do that, okay. and um, mm. then you've got Phil sitting next to you, and it's Ed Weiner, <laughs> and it's Community Connect. We'll hear a couple of these excerpts from Felicity, and then we're going to have a track by the Beatles. Well, this is Guy May's diary. 
He says, I discovered painting in my early 20s. Although I have lived in Australia for most of my life, my foreign heritage <coughs> and ancestry are in my paintings. <coughs> Sorry. Mask-like faces reveal human emotions. My eyes are becoming unfocused. I work initiative in intuitively. I paint from all around me, everyone, everywhere, every day. I love dogs. My source of imagery is drawn from the world around me, everyone, everywhere, every day, in an attempt to unite us all with emotional human aspects of my paintings. And that exactly. imagery, that's going to be available from the 1st of February? Yes. Until March the 29th? Yes. At our tag gallery. At our tag gallery. Yeah. We'll now have that Beatles song. That is The Beatles. If you didn't know the name of the track, Help was it. And I think that's a lot of things we're talking about. People talking about, G'day, how are you? And getting an answer or not getting an answer. It can say a lot, not getting an answer. That you uh, maybe need to continue the conversation somehow or other. And uh, maybe you'll help someone get some help. And we'll be giving out some names and numbers where to, to get that help here where you're on Community Connect with Ed Weiner and Greg McHenry at 98.3 here on in Colac and 88.7 FM along the coast. We've got Wayne in here with Debbie Manilak and Phil sitting back there very casually. And uh, Michael Gray Griffith is on the phone from Melbourne. And that was an appropriate track, do you think, Michael? Yeah, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. You're, you're old enough to have known the Beatles too, aren't you? Yes, I am. I am. I I, I was working in Hungry Jack when uh, when I was <laughs> yeah, 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 got the news that Lennon died. <gasps> free ad there. Free I ad. don't think that was a. <laughs> he didn't die. He was. He was. A I mean, he was murdered. You he know was murdered. Yeah. I don't want to use yeah. the name of the yeah. bloke who did it, but he was quite no. unbalanced no, as no. well. Yeah, I was yeah. eight when it happened, and John Lennon was my musical hero. <laughs> and oh, yeah, yeah, that I it was really amazing, wasn't it? stuck it was out. Like yeah, you, you always know where you are. You know, that's like. You always mm. remember when the news, because the whole world suddenly went colder. It did. Something, someone special had been removed. I remember, I remember it. Like everyone was like, "Oh my god," you know. So yeah. Mm. yeah you see that final is no more music, and it's yeah, which is really sad. And yeah, yeah. it was the same when Bowie went in mm. a way because no one knew he was, he was sick, and then you know yeah, that was incredible as well. Yeah, um, Neil. Mm -hmm. Neil. From Rush, the world's best rock drummer, did that a couple of weeks ago. He passed away too, and he was very private about it. And he retired from music about two or three years ago and didn't tell anyone that he was sick. And, um, well, I guess he's in a circle new, but they kept it really private. And, yeah, yeah. I found that really sad. Michael Hutchins, mm. you know, oh, at the top of the world. And, oh, my goodness. Yeah, that documentary is amazing. Have you seen it is, it is. Yeah. Profound. I'd, I'd add Jeff Buckley, but we don't know if that was misadventure or if that was deliberate. But he was a fantastic musician. And well, you can you want to list them all. You got Hendrix. Yeah, that's right. You name the whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just goes on and on and yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we need yeah, what, to prevent. What's interesting though is that Edwina was saying that she's putting some charge with some support groups. Yeah. And the support groups can really benefit from this. Uh, the Hayden Butler Foundation have been helping as well because we don't want to become a suicide prevention organization, which is to see the company. But if the support groups are there, when the people come out, generally the people hang around for ages wanting to talk. 
Yeah. And so if a support group's there, they can really benefit from getting new volunteers, maybe getting some donations, or just spreading the word of what they're doing with pamphlets. So we're a really good tool for them as well. And that's why when we've been to Karawa and Yarrawonga, they've, all the people have been there selling their books and, and sort of letting people know who they are. You know, it's, uh, that's it. Because we're not actually ourselves interested in becoming that sort of a charity. You know, we've, we've got other plays on at the moment. We've got another play on tonight, actually. Anyone, so yeah, yeah, that's that's fair enough, too. But yeah, um, for yeah, it being a catalyst, yeah, if there's any organizations that, that want to uh come down on the 7th of February, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, um, th- and get in touch, welcome. You know? yeah, 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 definitely get in touch and uh, and and sort of uh, yeah, and, and sort of helping both ways, you know, they can help get a few bums on seats. It's because uh, at the moment, I'm in talks with Andrew about doing a second show there. And the reason of doing two shows, which is good, but we need the bums on seats to do it, is that the first show, the braver people come, and then they spread the word. They go, hey, it's nothing like what you think. It's not heavy. It's not this. And then the next night is usually much busier, you know, because the people want to come and see it. So uh, we're in talks about that as well. We can contact Debbie. We'll have to take it offside. I'll give Fiona yeah. a call from uh, Colac Area Health. She's Thank a CEO. You. We've met her. Uh, I think that might be our original go, but there's a suicide prevention awareness network that uh, emanates from Geelong. There are the there's a grief counselling um, set of people out at Anamkara here, oh, okay. who are friends of who are friends of the station. And I think if between Wayne and I we get someone to come, and they they've got their anonymity. Uh, anyway, and they can yeah. just approach people, and I think it's a matter of oh, us all having the awareness, and you can get someone to make a comment beforehand. What I'm be yeah. aware what's of what's running through my brain running. is we've got police, we've got paramedics, yeah. we've got mm. all these people who, you know, at times are under pressure, and uh, this is a wonderful fit for them. And well, we've already got contact with some of them, so we've because we've had them on through the through the course of the last eighteen months, Ed. So we might be able to push through that way, and get more bums on seats, as you say. Mm, now, definitely. a little bit about the we've had the program, and we're running out of time before we go back on autopilot, Debbie. Mm. Um, when is it actually on? It's seven o'clock. Um, well, no, sorry, it's on the seventh. It's on the seventh. Um. Yeah, at 7, yeah, 7.30. Yeah, at 7.30. Yeah, so you, you should get there by about 7 o'clock. Or 6.30. Mm. And 6.30, 7 Have a glass o'clock. of wine and look at the paintings. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so make a night of it. So don't be late, you know? yeah. You can even look afterwards. And, and we're going to hang around for a chat and everything like that. So, you know, hang around. Yeah, but also you guys aren't counsellors. You guys are playwrights and actors. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, that's right. No, no, so, we're just yeah. about art. We're not, yeah, we're, we're, that's right. We're not counsellors. We never yeah. ever mean to be, you know. No, yeah, of course. No, I'm not a prophet. I'm just a naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Doing sort of, good things. It's good on you. <laughs> we're talking, that's yeah. another sad loss, but anyway, he, he had a great, great life that the... the um, the Monty Python, oh, he, mm. he just died. He's just a naughty boy. Yeah, that's right. I watched that the other day. It was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. We've uh, had, a, had a real good session on this one today. Um, and I don't know, have you got anything else there? Your reflections on, on the friendships that have evolved from your point of view 
were interesting when you talked about it, uh, Deb. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's amazing that guys, friends have all sort of got together on through Facebook or through contacting each other and that they're, they're supporting each other, which is something that I, I don't know that that usually happens, but it's been happening quite strongly with, like, a lot of guys' friends and mm. people are making friends and people are supporting each other and asking each other, are they okay? And, yeah, it's been it's been fantastic. It's been, mm-hmm. like, you know, as a support network of friends, it's been different to, I think, what usually happens when people don't talk about suicide mm. and they cover everything up. And it, it's sort of the opposite where guys... Paintings are going to be on display and a play that um, is supporting suicide prevention is, is going to be put on at the theatre as well and mm. and everyone's talking. I was talking to Naomi a couple of days ago. She wants to come out. and Cool. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's quite cool that people are supporting each other, which is so important. I think from our background, when I say our background, Wayne, um, when when you're in the pub, instead of just talking BS, which is what blokes are inclined to do, mm. that um, if you've got one of your mates that's talking a load of BS and you're in the pub, uh, you know, try and get him on track and say good day. You know how are you? Absolutely. Uh, especially if he's having his second round while you're halfway through your first. Oh. <laughs> Look, it's a long conversation. We should have this some other time. We will, but it's one of those things, and I suppose it's a being awareness of the people who are around you. I, I think, think before yeah. you go on it, I, I want to thank you for the awareness you have of me um, when you know with me, um, because I got my set of problems. That um, I'm just thankful I got someone who loves me that I can Absolutely, I can turn mate. to as well. Yep, I feel exactly the same, Greg. And sometimes when things aren't going so well I might be on my phone and I might be Facebooking and you know something you can see things during mm. the morning that don't look right so you know act um, there was one lovely friend who was actually saying goodbye and I just said to someone are you going to get the welfare check or will I check up on your friends there's always a friend to talk to there's always someone to put your hand up to that can help you okay we're going to be running out we are running out of time we're going to run a little bit over time now I'm, I'm sort of giving a choice we've played a drifting through my generation a couple of times here and i think we'll be able to get it played more than once between now and the, the rest of the definitely or by the time well but guess what i'd like not to play it I'd like to put on a Taj Mahal song if it's okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Two thumbs okay. up. Go for it, brother. And it's called Take a Giant Step Outside Your Mind. That's yeah, really cool. Um, I said last week, don't mug yourself. Sometimes take yourself out of your own shoes and I heard you go, say go it, easy huh? on yourself. Yeah. Mm. So you take your take a giant step. It's um, it's a really cool song. We we uh, went and saw Taj when he was out here not long or that not all that long ago, but we've been. Uh, loving his work for many, many years, uh, Edwina and I, and uh, we're going to go out with that next. I'd, just, I'd like to say something profound, if that would be all right. As long as it's not profane or no, no, no. <laughs> I like your glasses. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Thanks very much. We'll have a photo of us up here on the 
<laughs> we'll get a photo of the motley mob in here uh, and have crew. it up on the podcast as soon as we possibly can. <laughs> Next week, we're going to have author, he's a GP or he's a retired GP now, Tim Lowe. He worked around the tra- traps here and he's got a book out called Church Burning and it relates to a lot of the stories he's heard through his patients and a lot of it's about sexual abuse and whatever else. We do talk about some other good stuff um, but it's all about well, I've got to read most of the book yet. Um, it's about uh, his experiences and what he's learned through treating patients over the many years he, he had as a GP and working here in other places. So that should be a great yarn. Um, we may even have a survivor in with us, but we'll just see how we go. Um, all I've got to do, I'd like to thank you, Michael. We will see you at the play no on the 7th. You are going to be here, I presume, yeah? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll see Rohana, Rohana, Banana. Yep, that's uh, right. <laughs> um, we'll see you here, here as well. Good. And uh, so I'd like to thank Phil and, and uh, Deb for coming in here, puffing and panting a little bit late, but for making it mm-hmm. and for making having such a wonderful effort putting the paintings up of guys. That's and you, right. Wayne, for being in here and being rumbunctious as usual. Oh, oh that's harsh. And to my lovely <laughs> wife, Edwina, for being here. And we will be back pleasure. with you again next week. And as I said, we're going to go out with this track by Taj Mahal and I really do hope you enjoyed it I think you have heard it before but you're hearing it again we'll we'll talk to you all again next week cheers thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station